Hello, it is Adam Strainy here, and uh, well, this week we're backing it up on a day that is the anniversary of my guests today, uh, Michael and Jen Dorman. Yeah, the Dormans, absolutely brilliant people, and uh, let me tell you, they've got some great advice that they give you in part two of the podcast today. During the evening, like when everyone's partying, take five minutes like with your partner and leave the party and just look back at it and just enjoy it for five minutes mm. on your own. It does go very quick. And we did that and like I won't forget that because we just look back yeah, up the property, the up at the big marquee and everyone's just having a mad time, having his big party. That it was, was just, it was what we wanted. It was just so chilled. All right, let's crack on, get on with this stuff. Another episode of Real Weddings, Real Couples. So, you're getting married. Congratulations. You've landed on the Real Wedding Podcast. Adam Strainy is a civil celebrant known as the Master of Ceremony. Adam has worldwide experience as a celebrant and officiant. He talks to couples about what planning their wedding was really like, how the ceremony really played out, and what they would change if they could do it all over again. This is a no bullshit guide to weddings from real couples. Welcome to Real Weddings, Real Couples with Adam Strainy, the master of ceremony. Well, welcome back to another episode of Real Weddings, Real Couples. It's, uh, well, like the intro said, it's a no bullshit guide into weddings. And uh, I'm joined by, you know, it's taken me months to organise for Jennifer and Michael to get onto this podcast. And we finally got you guys. How you going, gang? Good, good. Yes, we apologise for that. You know, having a young baby doesn't always um, make scheduling these things easy. No, no need to apologise, man, because life at the moment, don't you feel life in lockdown with a little bub? Firstly, congratulations, because not so little anymore. Um, I've been keeping up with everything he's been getting up to uh, on the socials. But, yeah, d- d- life is just so busy. Michael's, you know, he's out and about working, and, of course, you're a teacher as well, which is manic. But how are you finding life in lockdown? You know, we're almost out of lockdown, so how are you finding it? I know, the, like, what is it, the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I feel like it's... Really, really, hopefully, yeah. But no, it's been good. It's definitely been challenging with the toddler. Thankfully, I only had the one baby at home. I did feel sorry for my friends who had multiple young children at home. My cousin has four who are, what's the oldest? She's seven now. Yeah. So four under seven. Wow. And that was, that was definitely for her. I, I, I felt for her. And so, we thought um, we were doing it tough with, uh, with four under 11, so... Oh, that's tough, man. Well, that's tough. Definitely been hard, but yes, no. I feel like you know, soon, soon. I'm hoping, hoping everything will be back to normal. Yeah, um, that's right. Blissfully. Just to be able to go back to the pub again, man. Just to be able to go catch up with friends and go back to the pub and enjoy. Yes, I'm missing that. Just to see other people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, now I'm I'm really disappointed in Michael because um, I was uh, I was led to believe uh, that you would be joining us. So for those that are listening, you can actually go to uh, the socials and check out uh, check out Michael and Jen because I, I am disappointed, mate. Jennifer told me that you guys were given on your wedding day as a, as a gift matching dressing yeah. gowns, and you're not wearing it. <laughs> yes, we got given his and her dressing gowns. And at the time, we were like, not really dressing gown people. We were skeptical. We, we were. We were like, oh, maybe. We were like, this is a bit lame. But 
yeah, but once you put it on, they're pretty damn good. <laughs> you just, you just, like Michael had never owned a van in his life and he was like, I don't know about this, but yeah, I'm converted. massively. Comfort is key. Definitely the best present we've received was matching his and her dress. <laughs> what about that, hey? Of all of the gifts you got, the matching dressing gowns, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so for so- all those listening... That's the perfect gift. It's a useful gift. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, for if, if if anybody's listening, because, you know, there's a fair few people that have listened to the podcast, not only for a bit of advice, uh, but hints and tips. So... Did you guys, when you when you um, when you went into the wedding and, and you were thought thinking about gifts, did you ask for cash or did you actually do like presents or just say get us whatever you want? We what did we say? No, we wrote on the card because we obviously got married at my parents' farm, which is in mm. Olsenville, mm. which all of our friends are from Sydney. So having to ask our friends to come from Sydney up to Olsenville, yep. um, we felt was was a lot, you know, destination weddings, it's a lot. So we actually didn't ask for gifts. We didn't ask for anything. We yeah, said, right. just come and be there and just be able to participate in the wedding was, was more than enough. But like, obviously, you know, we had some very generous friends, but we didn't ask for any gifts. We were like, no, thank you. We're good. Just, just turn up, <laughs> please. So, so again, look on that. I mean, that obviously would have saved you thousands of dollars uh, having the ceremony and the reception at Mum and Dad's property. Was that always going to be the option for you, Jen? Um, we did want to have it. We wanted to have it up that way. We weren't sort of like we because the only thing that kind of deterred us was that we were like, oh, well, then we'll have to do all the planning ourselves and all yeah. the you know looking around like. We, we did, we looked at venues, but nowhere felt like that perfect fit. Yeah. So where we got married was actually where we got engaged. So where Michael popped the question was right on the front lawn where our big, beautiful tent was. Yeah. So we, that was so special. And so then when we like, we went to mum and dad's and we visited a few times and then we kept looking at places and it was either one, the cost was just crazy. crazy yeah. Or two, they didn't have weights for like two three years, which now looking down the track, if we had done the original one that we wanted, it would have been right in the middle of COVID because wow. we couldn't get the date. Yeah, well, the, we couldn't get the date we wanted. Mm. So, and then we ended up, I think with my mom, she just turned around and was like, oh, stuff it, we'll have it on the farm. And I was like, yes. Yeah, we ticked all the boxes. So yeah. Why not? It did, yeah, I mean, so there was that, was that huge big area out the front um, of mum and dad's house there where, like you said, where Michael popped the question and, and you had that tent. It, it had... I remember driving up the driveway just going, holy shit, this is going to be epic. You know when you see you see the property and you just go, wow, like the, it's such a – it was a cool – you know, it was like a real festival vibe that I don't know what sort of vibe you're going for, but it had that real – I remember turning up and, and instantly sending a message like – Taking a photo out the window, sending the photo to my wife going, holy shit, this is like, look at this. This is on their property. It was like a festival. It was so cool. We wanted it to be very relaxed. Yeah, just a party. We wanted a party. Mm. Yeah, so we'd been to weddings before that we both said, we were like, oh, it was just, it wasn't us. It was too formal. It was too uptight. 
um, and both of us loved the farm. So it did, it did like part of it was convincing my parents um, to let us have it there. And the other part was it was just cost and date and, you know, the fact that you had to do it all yourself was a bit overwhelming, but it ended up- um, It was a lot of planning. It was a lot of planning. You did well with your Excel spreadsheet and your tick list and- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, got, over here. yeah I got caught up doing all the planning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. well, as a, yeah, but as a dude, it. though, like, yeah. you know, I talk to a lot of guys, and I've spoken to a lot of guys on this podcast who just say, oh, you know, I was just happy. I was happy for my wife to do all that sort of stuff. Um, did you feel, Michael, right from the get-go that, you know, you, you just did need to get in there and, and do things? <laughs> you had to. Well, I kind of didn't have much of a choice, really, did I? <laughs> well, in the beginning, we first, we were doing it all together. And then Jen got completely held up with all her work. And I was in the middle of reports, and te- all teachers know, like, how long reports take. And so he kept asking me, like, oh, have you done this? Have you done this? And I literally just eventually just turned to him. I was like, if you want it done, do it yourself. And he was like, <laughs> okay, fine. And so, yeah, you planned what? The flowers? Yes, I- Everything. He did the flowers. <laughs> no, but he, like, he, 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 he did a lot. I'm not big on computers or anything. I, don't know. I made an Excel spreadsheet and had everything written down. Yeah, you did well. Well, the Michael stepped up. Budge, yeah. Budgeted. <laughs> how, did, how did you find that experience then, Michael? I mean, obviously, you've got the boss sitting next to you in your ear going, you know, make sure this is right, make sure that's right, uh, while she's yeah, doing other stuff. <laughs> but um, how did you find that? I mean, is that stressful? Because a lot of people would say that that's one of the most stressful things, you know, the spreadsheets. And, you know, I remember talking to one couple and, and, um, and God love her, a great friend, and she actually said, my spreadsheet was a complete disaster. I put things in wrong places and budgeted wrong for things. And so in the end, we had to scrap it and start all over. How did you find it? Um, constantly changing it, but like... I basically just wrote a big list of everything we needed and I had my sister's help because she basically planned her wedding too. So yeah. getting help off all these was massive. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was constantly changing it, but it was, some stuff was easy to book if it just went to plan and it was straight up, but some things were more difficult. Like where Jen's parents live, it's not remote, but it's not a busy area, so it's yeah. kind of hard to find some sort of windows for some things. Yeah, so our options were a bit limited with some things. Um, you know, like for instance, I think like something that you wouldn't think of, but you know, if you do it on a property, you need toilets. Like, like we couldn't just have them going and using the toilets of dads. Yeah. So we had to hire a toilet block, and they didn't have like the, the like they only had one set of each. So you either had like portaloos mm. or like. Mm or the super, super fancy one. And the one that we wanted that was like, you know, the medium range was booked. So then we had to get the expensive ones. So our guests were like, ooh, it's so fancy. There's music playing. There's a playlist in the toilets and it's air conditioned. I'm like, yes, that was an extra $1,000. <laughs> that had to come down. That had to come down came from well. Brisbane and they were the only ones that would come down. And we were like, thank you. So that's like two hours away. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it was... It, it was a great time, and and that's the thing. I mean, were you conscious of the fact that you wanted your friends to have that party? Because let's be honest, as soon as you guys got married, your friends that well, they were getting loose. Like I, I remember driving <laughs> off, going this, and again looking at that tent, going even driving away, it looks epic. But man, fuck, they are loose. Yeah, it was. 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 It was.
Yeah. Quite a while. Everyone <laughs> flooded that the combi keg. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we thought we had booze. So when we, we spoke to the guy. Well, the guy, I said, look, I've got this many people. How many kegs do I need? And he's, he sort of said, oh, you need you know, four kegs or whatever. I can't remember what he said. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll go off what you said. And I think my friend pumped all of them in like two hours or something. Yeah, we ran out of, like, we ran out of the beer on the, in the combi keg in like three hours. So, because we, were, we didn't want to order too much because we were like, oh, we can return cases, but we can't return like eggs, packed yeah. kegs. Yep. And um, we shouldn't have worried about that. They drank it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we had oh, we had we had extra boots. It wasn't a shortage. Just the kegs was a shortage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a real novelty too. I mean, I, I know the guys at Combi Kegs, and they've got so many great uh, different uh, vendors and franchises and all that sort of gear. And they're all really cool, chilled dudes. But it's a great experience, the old Combi Keg. And if if you've never done it before, look them up. They're on Instagram. You, uh, Instagram. You just go up and you and you pull your beers yourself. And it's it's a cool, fun vibe too to have that at your uh, at your yeah. wedding. How, how did you come up with all of your... Yeah, sorry, Michael. Well, I saw... How I came up with that? I saw that on, like, I don't know, Facebook or something. Thank you, yeah. That and that was in the early days of planning. That was my one request for the wedding is I wanted the combi keg there. That was, was, like, top of the list. It was cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was, like, the, one of the first things we booked in. And then after that, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to get, like, matching, like, wedding cars. So that's why we got the, Be- the Beetle and the bus as well to match that. That, that fell into place pretty easily. How funny is that? Because, like, you go, all brides, what's on top of your list? I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be fun. There's Michael going, I want the combi keg, and that's all I want. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a hard sell. He was like, I want a combi keg, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't care what the rest of the world looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on your vendors, I mean, you, like you said, you had people that were coming down from uh, from Brizzy um, and you had people coming from all over the place. How, how did you actually find them all and how did you find that experience of, of dealing with vendors yourself? Because you planned your own wedding. There's a lot of couples that will just go, oh, we're going to get a coordinator. How did you find mm. dealing with each vendor? Uh, it wasn't too hard. Like, I... I just basically Googled a shitload, <laughs> just trying to find sort of vendors in the area yeah. or sort of nearby. We tried to do local as much as possible because in the long run, it sort of would save money on travel costs, yeah. for, like for us to pay for the travel costs. But that was kind of the big thing for us. Like we used the local florist in Austinville. We used um, like the bus company was the from Ballina. Yep. So we tried our best to stay as close to Austinville or Ballina area. And there was just some things that we had to, like with the toilets, that we had to sort of, you know, outsource. But um, yeah, that was a hard one. Yeah, we just tried to stay local. Like I think trying to find things that are in the area. Like if you're going to plan a wedding in the Illawarra, yeah. like walk around from the Illawarra. Like it's going to save yeah. money, but also like time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my hairdresser was from. They were, she was from like 20 minutes away, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. So trying, or you just booked everyone as local as possible. Just I found was a lot easier in terms of um, planning, but also then you could actually visit them. Cause that was one thing that we found particularly difficult was, you know, so many people would go and, you know, do their own food tasting. We'd go and do, you know, their own hair trial kind of thing. And I had to do my hair trial, I think a year in advance. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we sent, we sent Jen, 
my parents did the food there. tasting. We couldn't get there. My parents are big foodies, so we trusted them, but it was just funny because they were like, you know, trying the cake, they were trying the, the food, and we were just like, are you sure it's good? And mum's like, no, I don't like this. We should try this. And I'm like, okay. So what about that, eh? Massive preparations for a wedding and doing it all via distance. Massive trust to be able to put in mum and dad who were there on site. So we're going to take a break and then we're coming back with part two of the Dormans right here on Real Weddings, Real Couples. Enjoy. Trust Mincove Homes to guide you through the process of a knockdown rebuild. They can facilitate the demolition, estimate, get approvals from council, plan and design the home of your dreams to fit your budget. From start to finish, they'll be your partner towards transforming your old home into something to perfectly suit you. Visit minkovehomes.com.au for more information today. One of the biggest decisions about your wedding can be made easy with Brilliant Bloom's Florist Balgowney. Trust the mother and daughter team of Sarah and Jess to make your wedding day truly amazing with flowers direct from the markets to your wedding. Style to perfection, making your flowers pop in the wedding day photos. A personal touch from Sarah and Jess at Brilliant Blooms will have you beaming and guarantee that your girl squad will be talking about your flowers for years. Stand out from the rest with Brilliant Blooms and see for yourself what they're all about on socials. Brilliant Blooms. Real weddings, real couples with Adam Strainy, the master of ceremony. So we're talking to Michael and Jen Dorman and uh, talking about their destination wedding. There are a couple who live in Wollongong, but we married them up there in Ballina. We're very close to Ballina, a place called Austinville, on her mum and dad's property. So before the break, we were talking about that that, that huge amount of pressure that you put on parents, who are loving it, by the way, because they're getting all of the taste tests, they're checking out hair and makeup, all that sort of gear. But we talk about the pressures that you put on other people. Though so you're putting a lot of trust when you've got a destination wedding like that. You're putting a lot of trust in, in the fact that maybe, um, you know, like your hairdresser, a year away, that you're putting your trust in the fact that, well, she's not going to get shit in between the time of your trial and your wedding um, and that styles may change and she may not yeah. remember and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of trust that goes in, it's involved. Yeah. And she had her own makeup artist that would come with her, but she had a few, so it was also, like, dependent on who was available that day that she would book to come with her. Wow. So, yes, it was a lot of email. We met our photographer via Zoom as well. Yes, we did Zoom photographer. Um, Shane was great. Uh, the DJ we never met, we were like, yeah, you look fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what a lot of people yeah, say. Yeah, a lot of that we just had to kind of go, well, we just have to hope for the, hope best, for the best, hope it works. Yeah. So it made the day a bit more stressful for me, I think. Yeah. I mean, you were... I was constantly thinking, I hope this is, like, going to plan, hope this works. Because this you works. felt like it was on you. Yeah, so yeah, and all the vendors kept, like, I remember when I finally spoke to my vendors, they were like, yeah, we were just so, so shocked to get an email from Michael. We don't usually get emails from the groom. Yeah. Every, like, literally everyone said that. But, um, and we went off our wedding cake. So our wedding cake was... Oh, the crop and bush. The crop and bush, yes. So did we ever tell you the story behind this? No, no. Yeah. So it's, the, it's, we say family tradition. It's like the family curse. That's what we found so funny. So my parents had at their wedding the crop and bush. And that was because my parents are foodies and hippies and thought it was, you know, fancy. And dad broke the cake before it oh, made it because no. my dad broke the cake and he didn't wait for it to get delivered. So he went and picked it up with his best man and knocked the top off it before it 
before it made it to the venue. Yeah. And then when it got to the venue, because the top had been knocked off and it was like unstable, it like broke apart. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like their cake was Yeah, their cake was a disaster. Like they laughed it off, but it was a disaster. And then my auntie, so his sister, also had a crop and bush and hers got dropped. Oh. So when we told them that we were doing this, they were like, why? <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it gets delivered. Well, we didn't tell them it was a crop bush until like a few days before the wedding. Yeah. So we yeah. We had to sort of surprise them and go. <laughs> so we literally rang around like local bakeries and were like, who can make this? And like so many of them were like, no. And then- It was a big one too. It was a big one. And then we rang, um, Choo Choo, was it on? It was like yeah. one French bakery in Bangalore that was like close to us. Wow. And our husband was a French was a French baker and he was like, Yeah, I can whip one up. And we were like, Don't. Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome. I was like, can you please deliver it? And then we went, yeah, that was the only thing we were like, just make sure you deliver it. Yeah. yeah and she was she was great. She was in the little box in case any fell off. She had extras to like glue back on. I was like, there, there. Yeah, that worked out. So yeah, that was the, it was the cursed <laughs> the cursed cake. Wow, what, just, a, what a great story. That's a great story too. Now, I mean, obviously I know that uh, that Michael got me because I married your sister and that was great. I mean, so it's wonderful um, to have that association, I think. You know, I'm quite lucky as a celebrant that yeah. you, you know, I've done many, many families and sisters and brothers that have been involved uh, at the wedding. You know, it's a wonderful thing when you know... Um, you don't know the family, but you know what's coming from the family, and that was a wonderful thing. And and obviously, Jen, you're a, you're a twin as well. And, and one of the big things that stood out for me, what I really love to do is is you know I I hung about with Michael just prior to to you arriving, and everybody could see you come up the driveway, and it was great. And so there I am taking the piss out of Michael, and and I said, look, we we'll go and see if Jen's ready, and then I go to see you and your sister as I walk in to Mum and Dad's home. I walk into your sister consoling you and I'm like, what the hell is going on in here? Jesus Christ. You're pissing tears. Your sister's fanning you. Tell us what the hell was going on. I was having cold feet. No, I'm joking. I was not. No, it was... Um, so we obviously had this beautiful garden wedding planned, but the weather was not on our side. That was what like my biggest concern was. So we had this beautiful tent and it was great and it was beautiful, but it didn't have a floor, it was a grass. So I was worried that we were gonna get some rain. And then the more and more during the week that I checked the weather, the more and more anxious I got mm. because it went from being like two mils to five mils. And then all of a sudden it was like 20 mils or something. Yes. Like it was like torrential, it was supposed yeah. to torrential rain. And I remember getting ready and being like, oh, fine like I'm nervous but I was like this is fine um the weather looks great and then I you know the longer it took me to get ready the, the, the clouds kind of came over and I was just like well shit <laughs> and I was like I remember driving up the driveway and just seeing my beautiful wedding arch and this like dark cloud behind it and so then I just like by the time I got in the house I was just so nervous that it was just gonna rain all like all over the outdoor wedding that we had planned and I just broke down and Kate was just like pull your shit together <laughs> and then that didn't help like oh god I've broken her 
So, yeah, the tough love didn't cope in that situation. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, you know, there was that there was there was a real anticipation and that's the, that's a really strange thing because you know, anticipation is wonderful and creating nerves and creating that wonderful moment where, you know, I spin Michael around and he can't see you and then you're at the top of the aisle and I finally spin him around and you guys locked eyes and there was this massive grin. You know, there's sometimes when you're, when you're a celebrant at a wedding, you remember moments and, and I remember different moments from a lot of different weddings and I remember seeing your face, Jen, and just beaming... And then looking and turning at Michael, and he didn't give a shit about anybody else who was there at that moment. You guys were just looking at each other and grinning like Cheshire cats. I love that. I love that moment. Do either one of you remember it? Yeah, I do. I remember swearing really loud down the aisle. That's what I remember. Because I told myself I wasn't going to cry, and because I'd obviously been just crying, it was like, ready and then I remember looking at you, I started laughing, but then I started crying again. And then I was just like, oh shit. And I was just like, okay, now I've sworn down the aisle. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh well. <laughs> but it was, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. With Harvey and all our friends. Yeah. It was good fun. What do you remember of it, Michael? Um, Like you said, just locking eyes straight away and then have absolute tunnel vision just for Jen and no one was there. So they're smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, because you don't, like, he's not a public speaking kind of guy. So I, I was worried. hate being the centre of attention. Hate yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah. I was waiting for him to kind of just, you know, crawl into the bushes and run away because he just doesn't <laughs> like it. So. <laughs> yeah. He did a great job. He did an amazing job as well on, on vows and, and I remember at one stage I, I thought we'd killed your dog um, because the mm-hmm. poor dog was laying at my feet the entire time. He didn't want to get off me. We had we became great mates. He just wanted to lay at my feet the whole time. I mean, anybody who is anybody who is um, is thinking about getting married, uh, if you've got some advice for anyone with a wedding coming up, what is what is two bits of advice? One of your must-haves, and then one thing that you could probably go without. So before we got married, I got told some really good advice, and that was during the evening, like when everyone's partying, take five minutes like with your partner and leave the party and just look back at it and just enjoy it for five minutes mm-hmm. on your own. It does go very quick. And we did that. And like I won't forget that because we just look back yeah, up the property, the up at the big marquee, and everyone's just having a mad time, having this big party. It was, was just—it was what we wanted. It was just so chilled. Like we had people with their shoes off, people sitting on the floor. Yeah. Like it was just so us and relaxed. All right, you've yeah. given me—you've given me the the must do, which I love that. That's great, and and I agree. I reckon that moment where you both went away and then you look up at what you've created, you go, "This is pretty shit hot." Um, what's the one yeah. thing? You, what, yeah, what's yeah. the one thing you'd get rid of? What What wouldn't you do again if if you if you were planning now? What one thing wouldn't you do? Um, stress over little shit yeah. decorations and stuff. Yep. Like a lot of it's relevant if your friends and family are having fun. The little details don't necessarily. Yeah, matter. like we did the, um, like you know, the take-home gift at the end, and we like we forgot to even put it out on the table, and so I think we were stuck with half of them. And I was like, you know what, we didn't need this. We didn't need 
like little gifts for our friends to take home. Like they didn't care. Mm. They were having a great time. So like, yeah, I guess the small details, like stop worrying about small, tiny details that one, no one's going to remember. Like um, our florist stuffed up. Yeah. But and that was a bit of a big deal on the day, but I look back now, I was like, I didn't care those flowers. Yeah, they still beautiful. look nice. They'll be beautiful. I don't care if it wasn't the exact flower that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that you've said that out loud is the best. I love it that a dude goes, it's not the flower I wanted. Well, Jen loves sunflowers, so the one thing we wanted was sunflowers. So, of course, the one flower the florist doesn't bring is sunflowers. Yeah, so I I rang him before the wedding and I said, don't freak out, because he obviously planned the flowers. So I was like, don't panic, don't freak out, they're still beautiful. Said, but you know, they forgot to put sunflowers in the bouquet, and he was like, What? And I was like, It's okay, it's still beautiful. And he was just like, Are you sure you're not mad? I'm like, No, it's not. I was, but it was fine. Yeah. But now looking back, like, we had beautiful flowers, like, they were lovely. Yeah. Yeah. There was just no point stressing over the small, you know, we forgot the wedding topper, we forgot the parting gifts, like, we forgot so many little things that we stressed over buying that we just like forgot on the day, and we were like, Oh, well. Yeah, as long as everyone's having fun. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Well, you created uh, a wonderful, wonderful wedding for all of your friends. And I think, uh, uh, let me just think, I reckon that this podcast will probably be airing on or close to your anniversary. So happy anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary. Awesome! Thanks very much. Thank you. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. I remember the uh, I remember the selfie that that I took as well. And uh, when I got back home and I, I I posted to the socials, it was this was the gang for today, and it was the entire uh, the entire bridal party. Because I tried to get one with just you two guys, and your bridal party were like, "Screw that! We're in this shit too." Um, and yeah. everyone was in it. It was so good. It's such a great photo. So uh, thanks so much for letting me marry you guys and uh and i want to wish you all the best of luck and we're going to catch up very soon once we get out of lockdown we'll uh, we'll have a beer where we don't need to wear masks anymore that sounds great can't wait isn't that the goal for all of us hey we get out of lockdown first thing we want to do is catch up with friends and go out for a beer and a drink and celebrate the fact that we're not in lockdown anymore and uh, if you are in lockdown don't worry it'll all get better uh weddings will continue to uh to get going Uh, in the later part of uh, 2021. There's plenty of people that are trying to book for 2022. Uh, The big tip is for not just for myself, but for all wedding celebrants and all vendors, we're all trying to work out dates of people that have postponed into 2022. Stay patient with us. We promise we will definitely get to you because we don't want you to miss out on what ultimately will be one of the most fantastic parties you will have in your life. Talking of parties, next week, Dan and Carrie, and oh boy, It was a great party. I married these two in a castle. I know, right in the middle of Sydney. Uh, For those that know the venue, they already know what I'm talking about. It was either I was going to punch or I was going to pass out. It was one of the two. Because when I I got to the venue, you met me at the car. Yeah, yeah. And I said, how is Dean? Because I just had this nervous, like, I kind of just felt sick to my stomach and I was, like, kind of nervous the whole time because it was like... I was, I didn't care about whether I, I stayed with him the night before the wedding or anything like that. Like we were already living together. It, yeah, yeah. It, that, yeah. that to me wasn't a factor. Yeah. But my mother was adamant I couldn't be there. Yeah. So I had to go back and stay at her house, which I was kind of dirty on her about. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to talk to him. That's all I wanted to do yeah, was just yeah. to talk, feel calm. 
And I remember when I got out of the car and, and you, you greeted me in the car and I'm like, oh, how are you going everything? And, I'm, and I said, oh, how's Dan? And you're like, he's peeking it. I'm messing with him. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I'm making him turn around so he can't see anything. And I just thought it was hilarious the fact you were messing with me. So that's all next week right here at Real Weddings, Real Couples. I'm Adam Straney. Have a good one.